1: The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awardforlife.com. a word for life a word for life is the radio ministry of the word of life bible fellowship located in tacoma washington and now here's pastor michael fields with a word for life
2: So the first form of language that Paul says that we need to put away is corrupt communication. Put, get rid of that stuff. Stop speaking to people in ways that are just breaking stuff down. But with regards to the second form of speech, there was that involves evil speaking. Paul says, get rid of evil speaking. Now, what we need to see here, dear ones, is this. The phrase evil speaking. The phrase that evil, the phrase evil speaking that Paul uses here, it comes from the Greek word where we get our word blasphemy from. That phrase evil speaking in the Greek, it comes from the Greek word where we get our word blasphemy from. And blasphemy, dear ones, that means to slander someone or to revile someone. And so to speak evil of someone is to speak to someone or speak about someone in a way that is false, in a way that is damaging to their reputation, in a way that is disrespectful, in a way that is critical, abusive, and insulting. And so, dear ones, when I use evil speaking to speak to someone or when I use evil speaking to speak about someone, what I am trying to do is I am trying to. Here we go now. I want everybody to hear what I'm about to say. When I use evil speaking to talk to somebody or talk about somebody to someone else, dear ones, what I am trying to do is I am trying to damage how other people see that person, feel about that person and view that person. I am trying to damage it. I'm basically performing a type of blasphemy against that person. Wow. I'm trying to damage how you see that person. So if, I, if Sister Anne is going evil, to do evil speaking to me, she's trying to damage how all of you see me. Well, I know he's past the fields up here, but y'all don't know when he get home. Mm-hmm. Let me say, I'll tell you something. He, you know, he's that, he's this, he's that. And mm-hmm. Y'all don't know. Y'all just don't know. Wow. No, no. I'm trying. You're trying to damage how they see me. Wow. You're trying to, to change how they feel about me. Wow. You're trying to change how they view me. Amen. You see, y'all, 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 y'all we thought, no, That's not what I'm trying to do. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is. You're trying to change how that, how that person is viewed by other people. <laughs> You're trying to you're trying to get folk on your side of the Amen corner. You you want to get them on your side of the, of the room. You know you know the other per, that, that person got their side of the room, and then you got your side of the room, and you want more people on your side. Say so, yeah, that's how they are. That's how they are. Yeah 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 yeah. No no, you're trying to damage. You're, you're speaking evil. And so and so dear ones, Paul says you need to put away evil speaking. But but the other thing that we want to take note of, another thing we want to take note of. Let's let's read the verse. Paul says, verse thirty one. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. The other thing we want to notice, dear ones, is take note of all the other things that Paul puts in the same category as evil speaking. Take note of all the other things that Paul puts in the same category. He puts things like bitterness in, the, in that category. Now, the, the word bitterness that's used here. It comes from a Greek word that is talking about the poison of a snake. Amen. The venom of a snake. Amen. So Paul says, Just put away bitterness. Things that are poisonous that you're saying about other people. Or saying to other people. Most poisons, you know what most poisons do. Most fo- Everybody know what poison does. Poisons poisons kill things. Stop saying things that are trying to kill that relationship kill that that that, that what, what, what's trying to be built notice paul goes on to say he puts in the same category he puts wrath and anger in the same category he says and he says wrath and anger he puts it all in the same category now dear ones anger involves intense and immediate passion concerning something that is oftentimes linked with a desire for revenge or repayment in some way against someone for the wrong that was done to you Amen. and so anger is intense and immediate passion you just rise up right now because you want to repay that that person or, 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 or you want to you know uh, re- get revenge on that person for what has been done to you or what has been said to you Amen. this is why paul says be angry And sin, not because you can get angry at somebody, but you just have to be careful about what your anger moves you to do. You have to be careful about how you begin to respond and react because of your anger, because it is immediate. It's intense. It's an intense passion. But dear ones, wrath involves a settled and abiding state of mind that you begin to have towards someone that builds and builds within a person until it finally bursts forth in some major and destructive way. Amen. Amen. So anger, as I said, is immediate. It's intense passion. Wrath is a settled thing. It's, it, it's more of a settled and abiding state of mind that you begin to have towards somebody that just begins to build up, build up, build up, until something happens and it finally bursts forth, it finally co- it finally comes out and it comes out in destructive ways. in in, in, in you know with, with, with firefighting, with firefighting, they always tell you when you go to a door, you know, at, at a house when you go to a door, you check. You you got you don't just go up and open the door. You, you do not do that. Just do not go up and open the door. You're going to die. <laughs> you will die, or you'll kill somebody else. When you go up to a door of a house that's on fire, you have to check the door. You, you, you feel down. You feel up high. You feel down low. You're you're looking. You're looking for smoke coming out from underneath the door. How is the smoke coming out? What's the color of the smoke? Is it coming out and going back in? What's what's going on? Because, dear ones, some fires are smoldering fires. And what a smoldering fire is, is it burns. It burns all of the existing fuel up inside the room it's in. It burns all the fuel up. And all that's needed for that thing to blow up on you is just a little bit more fuel or or a little oxygen. Give it what it needs. Just give it what it needs. And that thing will blow up on you like a bomb. For some people, dear ones, that fire, that wrath, that, that thing that's been going on inside of you, it's been building up and building up and building up. All it needs to break forth and blow up on you in an explosive way is just a little bit of oxygen. Just give it a little bit of oxygen. One more thing. And blam! There it is. And there's this screaming and there's yelling and there's this and there's that. And you are everything other than the child of God to that person. And he starts saying all manner of things to you. And you wonder, where did all this come from? It's been building up. It's been building up for some time. You just didn't know it. And all it needed was just a little oxygen. And you gave it that little oxygen with the last thing you said or the last thing you did. And there you go. Amen. See, I, I, I know I'm talking to some of y'all because she's all too quiet. <laughs> You're quiet. You're real quiet. That's why I know I'm talking to some of y'all. So, 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 so that's it. Paul says, no, no, evil speaking, anger, wrath, put all that stuff away. But then he goes on. There was, he, he, he could, the, the list includes also clamor. The word clamor that is used here, dear ones, it comes from a word that talks about the screaming and the shouting of things to one another. So, when you are speaking in a clamorous way to other people, you are screaming at them. You are shouting things to them. You're not having a conversation. You're, you're just like, you know, s- Sister Ann, you know, I, I disapprove of what happened. I, I re- that, that offended me deeply. You're screaming. I don't like that. How you ooh, You this, you that. How you, you need to stop. I'm just, I'm just screaming. I'm just screaming. And guess what happens when you start screaming at somebody? They scream right back at you. They scream back at you. They're not like, oh, I didn't know that, Michael. Thank you. I'm so glad you informed me that you did not like that. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for letting me know. It doesn't usually come back like that. It's I'm screaming at you. You screaming at me. And guess what happens when we start screaming at each other? Because now I'm, you're, not li- you're not hearing what I'm saying because you're screaming back at me. So guess what I got to do? Scream louder. Scream louder. And guess what she's got to do? Because now I'm over-talking her. She's got to Scream louder. So pretty soon we're screaming back at one another. And next thing you know, Popo knocking on the door. Tell me what y'all doing up in here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's real talk. Amen. That's what happened. That's how it happened. Because we start to clamor at one another. Paul says, put that away. Put that away.
1: We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able... After you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on a station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and it can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message.
2: As saints of God, here we go now, as saints of God, we should not be screaming at one another like this. As saints of God, we should not be screaming at one another like this. He's you know what Pastor feels. Like? I, I, I don't know if I agree with that either. Okay, let me show you something. <laughs> okay, let me show you something. Because before, we're, we're, we're way down, we're way down in the text. At verse 31, but let's go back up in the text. Let's back up in the text. Let's put this thing in reverse for a minute. And let's back up in this text and let's go all the way back up to verse 21. Notice what Paul says there. The same chapter, in chapter four of Ephesians, but verse 21, Paul says, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Paul says as saints, as children of the living God, as people who have the spirit of the living God living on the inside of you. Don't tell me you can't put this stuff away. Don't tell me you can't put this stuff away. It's not. Don't tell me that. Don't form your lips and say that lie. You can put it away because the spirit of the living God is living on the inside of you. Amen. So when Paul says to put this stuff away, he's saying that because he knows you can do it Thank you, Lord. if you want to. Okay. Amen. It can be done if you want to. Amen. So Paul says, P-clamour. that's why I said that's why as a child of God, as a child, as a sin of God, clamor should not be something that we are accused of. It should not be it, 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 if 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 I get a phone call, if I get a phone call, they'll pass the bills. We're just yelling at one another and we're just going back and forth, just yelling, 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 yelling. Right now, I know both of you are walking in the flesh. Yes, both of you are walking in the flesh. So I got to come at this from a. I can't come at this from a spiritual perspective. You know, let's let's pray about this. Let's touch and agree. Let's. Do I got to come at it from a, 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 a perspective that's more going to be you're going to able to understand what I'm saying and communicate what I or relate to what I'm communicating. So, because now I, I realize both of you right now are in the flesh. Paul says, "Put away clamor." Then he goes on to say, the last one he says, he says, he talks about put away malice. Now, the word malice that's used here, dear ones, that is the evil habit of a person's mind where you constantly and continuously think bad things about somebody else. Malice involves the constant and continual habit of a person's mind where when you think about that person, all you think about is bad things concerning that person. Yeah. You're just thinking bad things. You know, when I say bad things, it's not like, you know, I want a truck to run over them. I ain't talking about that kind of bad things. I'm talking about bad things where you just can't see any good in that person. I can't see anything right about you. Every time your name comes up, I think negative thoughts. I think about what I don't like. I don't like this about you. I don't like that about you. I don't like this about you. I don't like that about you. Every time your name comes up. Now, the thing, dear ones, that we want to take note of from all this list of things that Paul gives to us here, dear ones, we want to take note of several things. One is that all of the things that Paul mentions involve how we interact with and relate to other people. All of them. Another thing that we want to take note of is all of these things involve internal characteristics. They're internal characteristics in you, not in the other person. They're in you. Wrath, anger, malice. All these things are internal characteristics that are in you towards that other person. All these things that Paul mentions, they all involve settled habits of thought and attitude that a person can begin to adopt towards somebody else. These are settled habits. Habits and settled attitudes. When I mean settled, dear ones, what I'm talking about is these things have found a here we go now. They have found a home yes. in your thinking yes. towards that other person. Yes. They have found a home in your thinking. So every time that other person's name comes up, those other things, those those settled habits come out the house, and you start thinking about that person yes. from that vantage point. Amen. So, so all these things involve settled habits of thought and attitude. All of these things, they find their expression towards others in ways that are destructive, damaging, and harmful to the relationship. And all of these things, the devil and those that follow him will help to incite and encourage and influence in your life in order to keep them going. The devil wants to keep this stuff going. He wants to keep malice going. He wants to keep, you know, hatred and anger going. He wants to keep all these things going. And dear ones, notice that Paul says that all of the the things and all these ways of seeing and relating to other people and these attitudes of heart and mind that we can begin to adopt towards other people. Paul says all of these things are things that need to be put away. Notice the text. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed into the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. Now, to put something away, dear ones, to put something away, that means that you take it from a place where it is out in the open, it's in plain sight, And it's being currently used by you. You take it from that place. It's out in the open. It's currently being used. It's in plain sight. Anybody that takes a listen to what you're saying or can hear one of your conversations knows those things are there in your language. Those things are there in how you are speaking and relating to that other person. Those things are there. It's in plain sight. Paul says, take it from that place and put it up. So that it now is out of sight, it's no longer in use, and you no, longer act, you no longer act in that way towards that person. When you put something away, that means it's no longer in sight. It's no longer in use. You no longer are actively involved in that. Lord have mercy. Putting something, if I'm going to put this away, if I'm going to put this handkerchief away, putting this handkerchief away is not moving it over here. I have not put it away if I'm going to put it away because right here it's still seen it's still out. It's I can still relate to it. If I'm going to put this thing away, that means I'm putting it back in my pocket. I'm, I'm putting it somewhere. I'm getting it out of sight. It's, it's no longer in place sight. It's no longer active. It's no longer open. You don't even know that I have it. You don't even know that it's there. The only way you can know that it's there. Here we go now. The only way you can, if you, if you walked in the door right now, you could, the only way you would even know that I have a handkerchief on me in any way whatsoever is for me to pull it back out. When you put this stuff away, when you allow the Holy Spirit to help you to put this stuff away. You are putting it away so that the only way that anyone could even know that this was a part of how you related to somebody is if you bring it back out again. That's the only way. We talk about how relationships are restored, how relationships are rebuilt, how people f- that are that are fragmented can come back together. The ones it, it, that can happen when you allow the Holy Ghost to help you put away some of the things that are causing it to be fractured. And the only way that for some people, dear ones, they go from being at a place where they cannot even be in the same room with one another. There is so much animosity and anger and and, and hurt. They cannot even be in the same room with one another. They go from there to being in a place and in a relationship with one another where they are kind, where they are respectful, where they are courteous toward one another. And the only way anybody will ever know that they were in that place is if they tell them that they were in that place. We used to be this. We used to be like this. That's how we used to be. I would have never known. I would have never known that. Yeah, because we put that stuff away. Amen. And the only way you even know that is because we bring it out just to show you. This is where God took us from. He took us from there to here. But we put this stuff away. Thank you, Lord. We put all this stuff away. We don't talk to one another like that. We don't relate to one another like that. Not anymore. No. The Holy Spirit helped us to understand that was rotting yes. our relationship. Yes. And we learned to communicate differently.
1: Thank you. Amen.
2: And so Paul says, put all that stuff away, put all that stuff away. But then he goes on to say, he says, instead of having that stuff, instead of using that stuff, this is what y'all need to do. Verse 32, he says, be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Amen. Now, now of all the things that Paul could have said, Paul could have said, be holy, be righteous, be just. You know, he could have used any number of things to describe how we are to instead to relate to one another. But he uses these three things in particular because he's trying to communicate a point. Amen. He says, instead of being harsh and critical and, and, and disrespectful, be kind to one another. Now, the word kind that is used here, dear ones, it, it speaks of a person acting and behaving towards a person in a way that is beneficial to them. Here we go now. In spite of the actions of ingratitude that come back to you. Amen. Paul uses a specific word to talk about it here. He uses a, he Paul, no, Paul, Paul he, you, you're a tricky guy, Paul. Because you know exactly what, you, what, what you're trying to get at. Paul says, be kind. And he uses a Greek word that's, that talks about acting in a way that is beneficial to another person. In spite of their acts of ingratitude towards you. So I'm, I'm, I'm acting in a way that is kind towards you. But in response to that, you acting all ugly towards me and everything else. But I'm still going to act kind towards you. Because guess what? Go, guess, guess what I'm going to do? Guess what I'm going to do? Guess what I'm going to do? Gonna do, gonna do I, I feel like responding back to you. I feel like letting you have it. I feel like letting you know you can't teach me. You can't talk to me that way. You can't do that to me. You can't. You, you did, but no, no, no. no I, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to put that away. And instead, I'm going to pull out what the scripture tells me. Because the scripture says that I'm to act kind towards you. And guess what will happen if I do what God tells me to do? God will fight my battle. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's word in order to find a word for life.